Hello, welcome to The Buzz with Katie B. Guys, that's Call Me Guilty by Carly Nash, and it just came out a few weeks ago, and oh my gosh, that song is incredible. Carly is an incredible artist, and I'm so lucky to call her a friend of mine. I was lucky enough to get a chance to talk with her on a past episode of The Buzz with Katie B. I will link that in the description if you want to hear it. Go check it out. But honestly, like, Carly is such an incredible artist and songwriter and person as well and I'm so glad that I got to bring her back on the buzz and we got to talk more about her music career. So without further ado, here's my interview with Carly Nash. Um, my sparkness and myself, again. <laughs> um, I guess we'll just start at the beginning and I have a, I feel like I have a different beginning than most because, I mean, I was singing since I was a child and all, and my mom, my parents told me I was super just artsy and like that was destined what I was going to be doing uh, with music and stuff. Um, and it would always be, I got a, I got like a little jukebox when I was like very young. So I grew up singing Shania Twain and Leanne Rhymes just like for years. And that's all I did like all day, every day was singing Shania Twain and Leanne Rhymes. All that I did. And then uh, fast forward, I was in middle school and our choir teacher got me and a friend of mine involved in Allstate for choir, um, which is very different, obviously, from what I do now. I mean, that's yeah, classical <laughs> choir music. So I got involved in that. And that's kind of where the journey began, getting involved in actually applying myself to what I was good at and what I liked doing. Uh, so we tried out for Allstate and we did Allstate all six through sixth grade through senior year in high school. Allstate in all those choirs. And I was also involved with my um, my home church is the, the St. Peter and Paul Catholic Church. I was a singer there basically my whole life for I think it was 10 years that I sang at home at my home church every single Sunday. Um, so I did that as well too. And, you know, definitely probably seeing Shania Twain on the side and probably doing whatever talent competitions my parents forced me to do. <laughs> do. Um, I was also involved in like the, the local theater in town too. If they were doing musicals and stuff, that's what I wanted to be doing too. Um, and then fast forward again to college. Um, I got a music scholarship, but when I got to college, I still didn't know what I wanted to do. And I had a really big sports background growing up. Like the plans were, you know, it was just my life was softball and that's what we wanted to do. The plans were to continue softball at OSU, but I had two major surgeries on my knees and that just, that did not happen. So that's okay. It happened for a reason because I did music instead. 
Um, eventually switched to music industry because when I was in choir at OSU before I was a music major, I met a lot of really good friends and a lot of good people that I'm still close with to this day. And they're like, you should try out and be, you know, in our professional choir. You should do opera with us. You should do the musical theater. And I was like, okay, fine. So I did and just finally gave into it pretty much and knew that that's what I wanted to be doing. That's what I was meant to be doing was music, even though it was still at the time it wasn't, you know, country. Yeah. Well, like I do now, it still opened. That's what's kind of cool about it, though. It's a very diverse background. Yeah. So all college was uh, a professional choir. We did operas every year. Um, I studied voice, too, through a private teacher. So I've had over 12 years of classical training for voice. So that's kind of where a lot of my background and passion comes from. I even got to work at the brand new performing arts center that they opened up in Stillwater. And so I was in charge of like brand new. I mean, they had two interns running very big portions of their nonprofit. Um, We got to plan so many things like um, events with the New York Philharmonic and just all the traveling Broadway shows. I don't know. It just opened up being there and then the music scene in Stillwater really opened up the passion for it. I just finally made it, oh, this is what I like doing. So then one year, my friends, we were all, you know, finally eligible to go on the strip in Stillwater. And my friends started working at, um, she became a bartender at one of the bars that was brand new. And they wanted to get on the map and said, hey, you should do like live music. And then one year I just asked my parents, I was like, let's get me a guitar. Cause I wanted to start songwriting. Uh-huh. And so I did because I'd already secretly knew like what I wanted to be doing. I just did never like do anything about it. Yeah. or really anybody because I realized at that point, admitting your dreams and like your, what your life goals are is really scary and actually doing them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're big moves to achieve what you know you've dreamed of since you were a little kid. Yeah. It's scary to actually take that step and do it. But we did. My parents got me a guitar for Christmas. Um, I learned how to play it. I just looked up on YouTube. It actually wasn't. Being musical, though, and all the, the years of training that I had with being in music uh, and all those things, I mean, it was pretty easy to pick up on how to do it. And then, but teaching myself how to write songs, that was a whole nother thing. (laughs) So we got me the guitar. I learned how to play songs. I learned how to write songs. And then I started off with a weekly gig on the strip in Stillwater. I actually had two weekly gigs uh, to throw another curveball at you. So I had a weekly gig at Coney Island on the strip. Uh, Every Wednesday, performed a gig for the, I think it was 20... when it started sometimes I want to say 2019 I don't know it's a little fuzzy (laughs) but I'm pretty sure it's 2020 um because I'm pretty sure I started doing it and I was doing it for a while and then COVID happened Mm -hmm. pretty sure what happened um and then I was also in a funk band I did a funk a funk gig (laughs) every Thursday night it's called Funkin Beers so much fun uh so I did that. I did that every Thursday and then my gig every Wednesday and then whatever I could do on the weekends. Um, 
and I did really good. People came, people liked what they heard. So I kept doing it and just found other places and being really involved in the music industry major at OSU. We founded a singer songwriters guild. We had our, uh, everybody that was in our major, like we would meet for meetings as well. And it was basically like a little music production, like club, I guess. Uh, we would meet up for the singer songwriters and we would all brainstorm on writing songs. We'd share music tips together. And the director of our major, his name was Dr. Mark Perry, super amazing guy. He helped me a lot while I was in college and getting started because I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, he even let me use the music industry majors, all of their equipment for all my gigs. And I had nothing but a guitar. Um, I was like, I have a weekly gig. I was like, but I didn't think I was like, oh, I probably need, you know, microphones. Yeah. And- speakers and all that so he helped me out a lot um and he knew owners of you know breweries or bars in town Mm -hmm. where he wanted us to get out there and have a chance to perform in front of people so we actually had um every monday the first monday of every month we went and played at iron monk brewery which is an awesome brewery in stillwater and we were challenged to write our own songs and then a handful of us like sign up to play and i did it every monday um, you could do covers or you could do your original song because he just wanted us to get familiar with playing mm-hmm. in public. Um, and I got a lot of support uh, from friends and people, you know, that just happened to be there. And it led and it led to more. Uh, so that's basically where that started, <laughs> right in Stillwater. <laughs> that's really interesting how like you just like grew up singing. But it's not what like you do now but like it helps you a lot because you have a lot of experience singing and being in front of like crowds and stuff like that so that must have like helped and then just to like take the leap that oh like this is actually what I want to be doing was that like scary for you because like a lot of people like pursue live music and sometimes it goes good and sometimes it goes bad um no the funny thing about me is that I've never been afraid of performing. <laughs> I've never been afraid of like getting up on stage. And people ask me all the time, "Are you nervous and afraid?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> and they're like, "How do you not get nervous?" I'm like, "I, I don't know. I, just, I don't know. I just have I've never been that way." But the only person I said I will say that though, like you could put me in an arena in front of like thousands of people, just me, and I'd be perfectly fine. I wouldn't be nervous. I'd be super stoked and ready to just put on a show. But you put me in a room with like my parents and I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not saying <laughs> yeah. I'm not like that anymore just because uh, me and my parents are really close. But uh, yeah, no, that's never been a thing. Um, I guess the only part that made me like a little cautious about it was just that admitting and finally starting what I'd always thought about doing. Uh, that was the only really scary part. I guess of it not necessarily scary it's just more like anxious a little bit but it was good yeah it was a step in the right direction so I feel like for like everyone no matter what if like they're just going after like their dreams it's gonna be scary because you don't know what it's all gonna entail but Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of guts to do it so I'm glad you realized it (laughs) me too (laughs) So how would you like, like describe your sound to, we talked about this the last time you were on, but how would you 
like really describe your sound to like a random stranger on the street without actually like singing without singing yeah just like how would you describe it in words my voice or my music (laughs) um like both okay so I would tell them once again I said I my voice if you want to know what I sound like I'd sound like if like Carrie Underwood and Miranda Lambert and like Leanne Rhymes and Dolly Parton all got together and had a kid <laughs> it would be me because and oh and also Stevie Nicks too because the rock and roll that they put in there uh, I don't sound anything like her but I got that passion like just the rock yeah. vibes uh like her and then I would say my music I would describe it as Miranda Lambert meets Stevie Nicks that's a really interesting. I feel like that would reel a lot of people in just hearing that. <laughs> um, so would you say like all those are kind of like your music inspirations then? Um, inspirations, not really. I'm just, I mean, I'm big fans. I remember talking about this last yeah. time. The music itself just inspires me singing inspires mm-hmm. me because it's more it's a it's a love and a passion for it for music because uh, it's art and it's poetry and it's which sounds weird for me to say because I'm not like you know the poetic <laughs> uh like softy kind of like that basically that's not me at all but the art behind it is what I love and like just the different kind of oral mm-hmm. art that it is is what I love and what it can do because music is just one of the most powerful things that there is Mm -hmm. that's why I love it I'm also you know it's like I don't suck at it so (laughs) I mean yeah you don't (laughs) so you're also um you're like a vocal coach right um yes I do I haven't done private lessons in a while um just because my schedule has been so busy and a lot of things in my personal and like full-time job life have changed. Yeah. Um, but yes, I still, I would still love to do that. I just haven't got to do it in a while. Would you say like that pl- kind of like helps play a little role too in like just music in general in your life, like coaching others, like how you were coached? Yes, because when students would come in I'd be like do you have any like do you have any experience have you been a choir like you know why are you here and they're like um I mean I just like love to sing and I just I kind of want to be a pop star I'm like okay (laughs) I'm like awesome so you sound like me when I was a kid um and I just wanted to be you know like the next Hannah Montana or like the next Miley Cyrus yeah like every girl our age wanted Uh to be for sure And, uh, but it was interesting. So I would tell them, you know, my story and what I would know. And it was easy for me to kind of relate to them in each way, just because of the diversified background that I do have. Um, And when we'd get in there, because I mean, I'd have students that were, you know, eight years old, but were also full grown adults, like in their thirties or Mm -hmm. forties. So I can inspire them and and guide them in whichever way that they needed 
like the little girls would want to sing musicals and Disney songs. I'm like, girl, I got you. That was my childhood. Or for the adults, it would be the more classical or operatic stuff that they wanted to do. And I also had a passion for that. I'm like, I loved doing that when I was in college. And I, I got all the tips and tricks for you. I mean, all my experience and all of the people that wanted to come in and be like little country singers or like pop stars. I'm like, I do that too. So it was easy for me with each student to find, to like have the, find the common passion or like the common goal that the students have and try to like push them to do like the best that they could and bring out and grow their voice in so many different ways. Because I would challenge them too. I'm like, I know you want to be a pop singer. Like I know you want to be like a country singer, but I want to teach you the basics because it's basically like learning all the tips and tricks. And once you know it, the classically trained, you can apply it to any kind of genre music ever. <laughs> so that helped out a lot, basically. It, it once again goes back to like your whole background and growing up, just having so much, um, what's the word I'm looking for? So much just knowledge of like what you're doing and like that helps a lot. And I'm sure like those little kids look up to you. <laughs> <laughs> that must feel good <laughs> I'm, I'm a lot, yeah. <laughs> yeah but we'll see them again hopefully in the near future because that'll be the goals one day not have a full-time job teach the voice lessons during the week and work on the road during the weekend yes that's the whole that's the dream itself yeah <laughs> um this question's at this question I've kind of just been asking like a lot of different people recently, but do you see a change like in popular music today? Because I talked about this like a few times on like my podcast, just like, I feel like a lot of the people, like people are tired of like kind of what country music is today. And they're kind of going back to like what it kind of used to be. I-, I just feel like people are bored with like the whole what's being played on country radio like do you see kind of like a change in it at all i mean absolutely there's no (laughs) denying that whatsoever um i'm definitely a person that knows i know classic country i know what you know everybody today classifies Mm -hmm. as country music i call it of course more pop country music um (laughs) and then there's you know the the more rebellious, red dirt, Americana, whatever you want to call it, uh, scene that I'm kind of in because, but also I don't, let me say this. <laughs> this is actually a really tough question just because I'm such a, a stickler, like an uh-huh. old school kind of person. Um, and being in the industry now and seeing the side of it, It's very, very hard because anybody can do it, especially with the advancement of technology. Like anybody can get out there and do it. But it's very hard for people to actually get out there and be successful because of with how easy it is. It's almost like artists have kind of lost the touch of authentically making the music theirs. And, and rather fit who they are as an artist, they try to fit the genre, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
Um, it's a lot of everybody writing the same old songs about the same old stories. Um, and don't get me wrong. I mean, like that's going to happen and there's nothing wrong with it. As long as you make it authentically you um, and you're happy with it, you have to just remember like your goals and all that of what you want to make. Like they're your standards and not all the standards of what the genres are that are out there. As long as you make the music the way you want it, I feel like that's more, that's more success than being involved or classified as, you know, any other genre, because mm -hmm. that's just something that's kind of lost. I feel like in music and all are all artists like that. No, but it's yeah. something that's super easy to get lost in. Mm -hmm. I feel like, um, okay, I just had a thought and then it like left. <laughs> um, it's okay. I feel like a lot of like, like you said, a lot of people are kind of like sticking to, like, oh, they're just jumping into like a genre, but it's good to just be like independent and on your own and just like not classify yourself as one thing because it's like, you can go ahead and put together like, okay, you want to put together like a pop country album one year and then the next you put together like kind of more like of a red dirt country album. I feel like it's so people just don't like under like there's yeah. so many people who just stick to one thing. If do you like yeah. catch my drift? <laughs> no, I do totally. <laughs> I even I mean I'm the only like really musical person other than my parents because I mean they've grown up through me with this music mm -hmm. super huge different background that knows like there's so much more out there than just, you know, what you listen to or, mm -hmm. or like, know. And so that's another thing that's way different about me. Like another songs I have, I have songs, you know, we got songs written about Jesus. We got songs written about boys. We got uh, songs written about uh, wild west cowgirls and how they used to murder bad guys. Like if it's such, and you can't classify all of that because there are also so many different styles, mm -hmm. you know, we've got the nice country, like gospel feeling to some of them. Some of them are really hardcore, like red dirt with rock mixed in. But then you go to the song that's about an ex cowboy and it's very much Loretta Lynn. Like mm -hmm. it's all over the place. And, but I write like that just because I'm not, I don't like it when my songs sound the same. And I just, I try to push myself to be, as different and authentic as possible because I wouldn't be me if I wasn't doing mm -hmm. that. that sense. If you know me as a person <laughs> that describes me to a T just through my music. Mm -hmm. And that's so, that's so important because a lot of artists these days forget to do that. They yeah. stick to making all their songs sound the same because they think it'll get them more streams and more listens and more number ones but it's like if you're actually truly like writing from your heart then that's what makes you a good artist I feel no absolutely I completely agree because <laughs> that's one thing I struggle not necessarily struggle with but it's something that does that I get asked about a lot I'm like why don't I have music out there you know people of course I'm like, oh yeah I want to I want to have it out there too like but I am the last person that going to rush i don't want to put it out oh my gosh that scared me i don't know what that was 
a pen pal. <laughs> um, but I'm not going to ever rush or push my, push my music because I know what I want it to sound like. And I am not going to put it out there until I'm 100% satisfied that that song is like fully fulfilled its purpose and like <laughs> what I want it to sound like. Um, which, you know, it is what it is. And there are other, there are other things about that, but. I'm not so <laughs> basically the wait for your music will be worth it. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I've been waiting Carly. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, and it's just a long process too. I'm still in the process of people want to hear me play acoustic shows. They love me acoustic. They love me my band too, but they just, they want me, they want my voice and they want my guitar. That's literally all they want, which I'm fine with. Um, but putting together a, a full-time like live band mm -hmm. is on a completely different level that I kind of have to relearn uh, and go back and also just get help with. That's another thing too. People in this industry, just don't be afraid to ask you know, for advice or help, because I have a lot of people now that we've met so many people like through our co-panned, you know, gigs and all yep. that. We've got a, little, got a lot of good people um, at my side and uh, at other people's side. And just you figure it out on down the line. There's good people out there that are willing to help for sure. Exactly. Don't be afraid to ask questions. That's what my dad always tells me. <laughs> He's like, no matter what, don't be afraid to ask questions and for help. And I'm like, that's some of the best advice truly for anything in life. Yeah, I learned that in college. It's like, <laughs> do not be afraid to ask questions. So I became a very big question person. And if I don't, I don't care how dumb it makes me sound. Or if I don't understand, I'm, I'm sorry if I sound dumb, but I don't know what you're saying. So please explain. <laughs> Hey, if if it helps you, it helps you. And I feel like more people need to do it. Yeah. So what can like people expect from you? I know like before we started, you were showing me like a whole bunch of shows like for this year you have planned. So what can people like expect from you in 2023? Like 10 times more shows than <laughs> I do. Um, especially with my big break that I had after my, uh, tonsillectomy I'm actually still on vocal rest my vocal rest ends next week uh, well, I bet you can't wait <laughs> no I'm so ready but I'm in the process of still like retraining not necessarily the voice but just getting the stamina back up you know going from not playing two and three hour shows for two and a half months that's a long time yeah uh, and I even know as a vocal teacher too like I have to get that lung strength back up and I have to do all these things to be able to actually play a full show so we're slowly easing into it but twice as many shows maybe twice I say 10 like this list is nuts you saw it yeah <laughs> gotten down like Missouri and Kansas that's what I want to do I'm just pushing myself to just just contact as many places as possible. If they answer, great. If they don't, they don't. Like, you never know who's going to, like, just take a chance on you. Mm -hmm. And you never know who you'll meet through that process. And that's just kind of what I want to do. I just want to, you know, promote myself and just put in the work. Because that's what another thing we're going to see in 2023 is, like, 
even more work than I put in before. Uh, so many new songs, so much original music, um, even putting together like little mini tours with other artists. Um, I can't wait to talk to like release all that kind of info <laughs> that we're doing it with. Um, I'm super, super stoked. There's going to be two different people. I'm really excited. Uh, and they're all Oklahoma people that I know. So I'm super excited about that. I'm going to be doing some joint shows going out there and just playing different places. Um, we'll be releasing music this year. Um, so I'm super excited about that. It's kind of crazy to, it's kind of to, crazy to think about. Has it, have we started recording it? No, but like, those are the goals. Mm -hmm. And I said I'm going to release it because I'm going to get it done because that's what I want to do. And that's the point I want to be at um, for this year, because when I go to shows, you know, you want people to somewhat recognize your songs. Yep. Uh, and you're, you're living proof of that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I want to be able to do that now because I also had to realize too, like you don't have to have a million you know, albums out there and singles and EPs, you just put your music out there that's ready and that you're willing to share. Um, and that's what I'm going to do. I know my songs that are ready and like, I know a thousand percent what I want them to sound like, or just going to go to the studio, slap it down and that'll be it. Because I know those songs are more than enough ready mm -hmm. uh, to be out there. <laughs> Also, if some people keep asking me when I'm going to put the song Don Wayne out, and I'm like, I promise. Yeah. Soon. <laughs> I, I love that one. The first time I heard you sing it is at Born and Raised. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, fuzzy, fuzzy night. But a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. But no, that was like the first time I was like, this is good. Like, we were all <laughs> just hanging there. It was like three in the morning or something. It was so yeah, no. And I don't even know if at that point it's when we had Connor Wilson was with us or not when he was just playing. Yeah, he was. That was sick. Yeah. And I was like, that's the first time I've heard it like that too. So I'm glad everybody else enjoyed it. <laughs> then we've got Cody Jing. It's like in the background and nobody knows he's there. Yep. And Dwayne's like, Carl, come here. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, you met Cody Jinx that night. Yeah, I, I actually kind of forget a lot that that happened. He pulled me <laughs> and he pulled me and Dylan aside. You already know what Dylan said. I'm not gonna repeat it. Yep, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something Dylan would totally say. Yep. But he pulled me over there. And you know, it's also like four o'clock in the morning. Yes. A little fuzzy, but I do remember him saying this. He's like, that was you singing. And I was like, yeah, he said, like your voice is incredible and it's like I cannot wait to, you know for you to put music out there and wait to listen to it and I was like thanks <laughs> what am I supposed to say to that yeah. when Cody tells you that dude your voice is incredible I can't wait to listen to your music I, I didn't know what to say yeah and also dude. and also in my not soberish state I just was like thanks <laughs> <laughs> this dude who just headlined the whole festival just says that to you and you're just like thanks <laughs> Thanks. What are you supposed to say, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's so great. Yeah, so that was definitely the perfect end of Born and Raised, for sure. <laughs> yes. I'm so excited for this year for you and for you to finally put out music. And Me too, girl. Me too. <laughs> I Then more people can listen to you. And I'll be like, yeah, this is my friend Carly, guys. She's cool. <laughs> but no. 
I'm really excited. And guys, if you're like in the Oklahoma area, definitely like go see one of Carly's shows, like follow her, like she'll post about them. Definitely go see her because she's so talented and so amazing and so kind. You're so kind, Carly. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you so much for coming back on. You'll probably hear from her again one day, guys. Don't worry. But anything you want to add to wrap it up? Um. Thank you for having me. I love having these chats with you. Um, they help more than you know. They Aww. show a lot of support. So thank you. Of course. There it is, guys. That wraps up my interview with Carly Nash. Truly such an incredible human being. And I love every single time I get to chat with her. It's just so incredible. And I just love hearing her stories and honestly like just really glad to call her a friend of mine go check her out seriously carly nash on all social medias she's amazing so talented and i'm gonna leave you with a little bit of one of my favorite songs from her that is unreleased but i am pretty sure it's gonna come out this year guys so this is dawn wayne by carly nash thank you guys so much for listening to the buzz with kdb and that's just how the b buzz is John Wayne, Rattle Laws like Jesse James, clapped in an six string. What a name, babe. I'm proud to have his last name. He's a dad's girl.